I have avoided every single named CrossFit workout and every single lift I was super good at. Interesting. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's something that I do on purpose. I don't do workouts with barbell snatches in them anymore. Right. I very rarely do any sort of named CrossFit workout. I think the last one I did was Jackie three years ago and I haven't done it anything close to that ever since because mentally I'm not okay with the fact of knowing that I got three minutes slower than my previous <laughs> athletic self. Right. And it, it might be kind of self-serving to avoid that, but I'm just not willing to go there. So I focus on the things that I can do and I do the AMRAPs and the workouts that I make up and that I like. Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Battles, a strength and conditioning coach and the founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism. The Practice Brave Podcast brings you the relatable, trustworthy, and transparent health and fitness information you're looking for when it comes to coaching, being coached, and transitioning through the variables of motherhood and womanhood. If you're a pregnant or postpartum athlete or a coach working with this population, this show is specifically designed for you. All right, let's get started. Welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today, I am here with my friend, Alicia McKenzie, maybe better known as Lift Like a Mother on Instagram. And she is an incredible athlete, mom, and leader in the fitness industry. And I'm really excited to bring her on the podcast today to talk to us about all of those things. Alicia, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, just like your background. Oh, gosh. Where do I even start? First and foremost, looks like a mother. I'm a mom of four. So I have four little ones ranging from 14 all the way down to three. Uh, I'm a wife. I'm a business owner. Health and wellness has always... It's been a passion of mine for over a decade. So I mean, I started in this industry in 2008 when I discovered Annie Sakamoto and Eva T doing Nasty Girls in a gross box-like facility. And from there, like I, I've just been hooked on health and wellness ever since. I love that you're like also the OG CrossFit world and, you know, like CrossFit before it was like truly a a thing. You know, I remember finding that too and being like, wow, these women are strong. What are they doing? That looks so much more appealing. (laughs) Yeah. Like I was, I was not your typical CrossFitter. I was 5'8", 120 pounds. And my first CrossFit coach was like, you're never going to make it in this world. And a little, did you, yeah. Did you like play sports prior to finding CrossFit? Like, what was that like? No, I was a ballerina. I did dance. I did lyrical. I did jazz. Um, I was the polar opposite of the weightlifting, throwing down type person that I am now. So, um, it was a really interesting transition, <laughs> to say the least. So, what made you transition? Then, like, obviously seeing them, but like, what did that do to you that made you think I want to maybe get into that? It's the movement coming from like a a ballet background. It's definitely a lot of awareness and how your body moves. And when you look at the Olympic lifts, like the snatch and the clean and jerk, if it's done right, it is so beautiful. And I was honestly, I was attracted to the movement and the fact that I could get this barbell from the ground to over my head in one fell swoop, no matter how much it weighed, like I was hooked. Like I, I loved, I just loved the experience. Right. Yeah. It is absolutely such a beautiful, I mean, I think movement is beautiful in general. It's obviously my bias, but I love that it tapped into your, almost like your dance brain 
be able to say, well, this is just like a different form of beautiful movement that can be celebrated. Yeah, definitely. I think when I got to that competing, somebody wrote an article and it was titled Ballet with a Barbell. So I do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, it's, we're like kind of dating ourselves here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Don't say that. So, so you started CrossFit and then now like, what was your life like? And so tell me a little bit of like your CrossFit background and what that evolution was like for you. It feels like light years ago, but I mean, I went to my first regionals in 2000, oh, good Lord, nine. And I think like I I pulled my first 300 pound deadlift in the middle of a field in Ohio (laughs) and Christy Phillips was there and it was a bunch of the OGs like Becky Konzelman. I remember competing with her. Oh God. Um, Yeah, but it was, it's just been such an interesting ride and just to see how CrossFit has evolved and how weightlifting has evolved and how like I've evolved with it. And I I never wanted to put having kids on the back burner. So during that whole competitive career, I was having babies and I just, I I didn't want to give up one for the other. Nor should you, right? And I feel, I think you and I kind of come from a similar background and maybe storyline with being involved as an athlete in that community and then having children. So really like that first wave of CrossFit mom, right? Yes, 100%. And I look back on some of the videos where I'm Oh my God, I cringe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I cringe. I'm like, why was I doing that pregnant? And I mean, it was at the time, my competitive level, it, I was really at a, a really high fitness level competitively. So when you look at it in the relative perspective, like I wasn't lifting that much weight. I think maybe 70% of my one rep maxes, but it still looks like a shit ton of weight now right. because I couldn't touch that weight if I wanted to right now. So I think <laughs> just being in that first wave of CrossFit moms and nobody knew what the hell we were doing and we were just kind of paving the way. Right. Absolutely. It really, I think took seeing almost seeing and also doing a lot of the things that now we know, like probably shouldn't have done that. Or that was like really misinformed guidance or whatever, either like the free for all of do nothing or do everything. And so obviously people like you and I gravitated to the, well, I'm pretty much going to do everything because I can. Like, (laughs) it feels fine. I have trained for this. I'm experienced and whatever. Like that pendulum swing of messaging, because again, no one had really come before us in at least a really public way on social media or anything where we had those examples. There was no solid information. And the information that was available for people like us was a little bit more extreme. Wasn't it? Uh, don't lift more than 25 pounds. Uh, right. like, or snatch 250 and like, it's fine if you were doing it before, keep doing it when you're pregnant. And it's like, maybe there was there was a middle. None of us just wanted to go there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it, was, it definitely, it's been uh, a learning experience to say the least. Uh, I hear you. Same. And fortunately, we uh, have a little bit more context and better guidance now, but it really was like walking through that fire and having to learn from each other, learn from maybe things that we could have done differently and just, you know, create more awareness around being a pregnant athlete, being a postpartum athlete and having your athletic identity grow with you into motherhood. 
And so I would love for you to talk about that. How do you feel like your identity as an athlete has grown with you into motherhood? I think uh, I have a hard time referring to myself as an athlete now because my fitness is so far from where it used to be. And uh, I think if I refer to myself as that athlete, I'm going to go out into my garage and try to snatch a lot of weight. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've had to detach myself from my previous athletic career because in my mind, I still feel like I can still throw the same barbell over my head or I can still deadlift the same amount of weight. And I think realistically, these hips are not meant to do that anymore. Absolutely. It's like athleticism is such a spectrum of like interest and ability. And we never really like remain at the same point on the spectrum. It just sort of evolves and changes. Yeah. So I definitely think my athleticism is more geared towards your generalist now and the sense that I just want to be healthy and I want to be able to throw a football with my sons or out handstand walk my daughter or (laughs) simple things like that. Like I, I think I, at some point you have to detach yourself or you could easily get down on the fact that you're nowhere near your old fitness level. Right. Absolutely. I, and I, and I love, I love that because I think a lot of us have struggled, whether it's aesthetic changes to our body, maybe we are less muscular or more muscular, you know, or maybe our body fat is different now than it was when we were training really hard or, you know, our deadlift used to be 300 pounds and now it's like, we're cool if it's maybe 205, you know, or like whatever, like it's so hard to not compare aesthetics or performance to what was. It really is. It's definitely a struggle. And I I even see it in my husband in the sense that like he, we used to compete together on a CrossFit team. When you look at the time, like the last time he competed, it was like, what, six years ago? And he's like, holy shit, has it really been that long? I think it's just, it's definitely a a mind F too. Right. Right. So what do you feel has like helped you go from performance-based training to, like you said, being just like more of a generalist who can be athletic, but do it in a way that's maybe a little bit more appropriate for the season of life you're in right now? I have avoided every single named CrossFit workout and every single lift I was super good at. Interesting. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's something that I do on purpose. I don't do workouts with barbell snatches in them anymore. Right. I very rarely do any sort of named CrossFit workout. I think the last one I did was Jackie three years ago and I haven't done it anything close to that ever since because mentally I'm not okay with the fact of knowing that I got three minutes slower than my previous <laughs> athletic self. Right. And it, it might be kind of self-serving to avoid that, but and like I'm just not willing to go there. So I focus on the things that I can do and I do the AMRAPs and the workouts that I make up and that I like. I and really, really appreciate you sharing that. I think it's such a powerful way of like leveraging and truly having like really solid understanding of your own athlete brain. And you know how much I talk about that, but it's like, that will never leave us. So how do we leverage it? And how do we like set our own internal boundaries that maybe other people will never understand. But I think those listening to this probably really find a lot of value from that advice. 
Yeah. And I mean, if, if you're in, in the mindset of you want to go into a training plan and you need numbers to go off of, I reset all of my PRs. So like I mm-hmm. retested my deadlift after I think most recently this year, I retested my deadlift and my back squat and I completely, it's basically just athlete amnesia. I ignored any and any and all of my old PRs and I just set new ones and I take my percentages from there. Right. Yep. I have completely done the same thing between just babies and recoveries and everything. It's just like, I need to know what my new homeostasis is and not, not what it was four years ago or, you know, when like my style of training and my ability and interest in training was just different, not better or worse, just different, you know? Yep. Completely. This week's episode is brought to you by Iconic Protein. You can use code PRACTICEBRAVE using the link in the show notes to try it out. What I love about it is it is on-the-go protein. I don't have to mix anything. I don't need my protein shaker bottles. I don't need to put it in a blender. It is pre-made, ready to go. I just grab it from my fridge and out the door. I love it. I was like my 4 p.m. I'm kind of snacky feeling but I don't want to have like a full meal. So I love having this for when I'm out the door to baseball or jujitsu or whatever with my kids. It's a great way to get in 20 grams of protein for only 140 calories. I personally really like the chocolate and greens flavor. So if this is something that sounds like it would resonate with you, you're trying to get extra protein in your diet, whether it's because you're postpartum or you're recovering from a surgery, or you just really need more protein to support the fitness that you're doing, I'd really recommend checking out Iconic Protein using the link in my show notes. And please be sure to use code PRACTICEBRAVE to get a discount. So it's hard to give yourself that permission to really evolve and reset. And what do you think was the catalyst for that for you? I think for me, it was, I was one of those virtual online competitions, whether whether it was like Waterpalooza or one of those. And I think it was a couple years ago. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to try it. I'll try it and we'll see what happens. And it did not go well, not mentally, not physically. And I have a lot of kids pushing myself to the point of being either ripping my hands or being incapacitated in the sense that I can't walk up and down the steps to chase after my little spawn. Like that, that didn't sit well with me. And mentally, my performances were terrible. And I'm like, what am I doing? This is not my stage of life anymore. And I think at like that point, I was completely okay with it. And I'm like, I don't have the desire. I don't want to train. I don't, I just want to work out, be healthy and live my life. Right. Right. I, I, again, I think your story, I'm so glad you came on this podcast because I think more people just need to hear the different options that are available instead of what maybe they thought life was going to be like, or what their own expectations were, or what their coach wanted, or their teammates, or the people at their gym. Like, I, I guess it's just really hard. It's just really hard to evolve and, and learn so much about yourself. And nothing brings that out as much as motherhood. I really, you know, I think that... That makes it really clear sometimes. You just Absolutely. Know. And and you kind of, what would you tell your kids? Like, right. <laughs> I think in my mind, like I'm always trying to think of what advice would I give to my 14-year-old daughter who's struggling with something right now? Right. And I think you you pave your own path. You make your own destiny. So right. if, if this isn't making you happy and you have the ability to change it, why wouldn't you? Right. And like, how can we make fitness fun so that it, it doesn't become this 
like this toxic relationship that we see happen so often with people getting burned out, whether it's on CrossFit or any, literally any sport at all different ages is how can we make movement and fitness fun and then also sustainable? So this is able to grow with us for our lifetime. And as we age, instead of the shoulds and these like really rigid expectations. Yeah. So of course your, your athleticism has evolved, your relationship with training and the intensity of it has evolved. And how has that now influenced your career? I think it has, I, I program everything for Amplify and all of the workouts and I program them with the mind frame that people don't need to be in the gym two hours a day. They don't need complicated workouts or training plans. They just need tools to help them move. They need to do their warmups. They need the strength training and they need that metabolic conditioning. And that's basically how I program. So I, I program for other people how I do for my husband and myself. Right. It's not the sexiest. It's <laughs> I'm not guaranteeing to make anybody a better athlete. I'm just trying to keep you healthy. Right. And there's so much value to that, obviously, being able to make that transition into what can I do to just be healthy and well-rounded and fit and have a really solid relationship. So tell me a little bit more about Amplify. It is an online fitness community. And in 2021, it will be completely nonprofit. As of right now, we have raised several thousand dollars for multiple different organizations. We've done virtual meal packing to help fight food insecurity. We've raised money for breast cancer awareness in the BIPOC community. And obviously, I am a multiracial woman. I identify as multiracial. I'm Black and Mexican. And I think my culture and my ethnicity is really important to me. And more so because of everything that has gone down in 2020. It's been a really tumultuous year. And I've gotten to the point where I, it's, it's hard to remain silent on certain subjects. And even if you don't see people being super boisterous on social media or anything like that, like I'm doing a shit ton of work in the background. Right. No, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I think Amplify is just a portion of that. So in 2021, we will be completely nonprofit and we've got some huge goals set up. But I think it just it starts with getting people to understand that health and wellness is a privilege and it shouldn't be. Right. Right. No, I absolutely love that. So it's it, you will be along with the work and donations that you're doing, you're also just providing fitness and health and wellness from a community-based level and making that accessible, correct? Absolutely. And I've definitely got some good partners in the sense of Spin Your Own Access, Scarlet. She does so much work in her community in the, in the form of just nutrition, education, and just basic, basic information. And yeah, so I'm, I'm partnering with some really good people and are, I'm just, I'm so excited for what 2021 holds and for Amplify. Right. Absolutely. And I believe that's where there will be a, a four week postpartum program will be a part of that as well. Correct. Absolutely. So I think anybody who's had a baby has always wondered, okay, well, how do I, how do I get back into fitness? It's not this magical six week time frame go run a marathon. Right. It is engaging or, or learning how to re-engage and move a certain way and little things that are ignored that your program definitely taps on. Right. 
So I was able to create a four-week postpartum program for Amplify to use and so grateful to support all of your efforts. And I'm really excited to see what 2021 looks like for Amplify. And I think that you're absolutely right. It's the work that's being done behind the scenes that will continue to create a lot of impact in a lot of different places. Definitely, definitely. And then you were talking about earlier before we got on the podcast, McKenzie Enterprises. So what is that going to look like for you in 2021? Oh, goodness. There's some good things going <laughs> there. There's so much. Um, yeah, I think we've we've had to take the business model and kind of split it in half. And McKenzie Enterprises, which houses Lift Like a Mother, we're taking on some big projects. So I think like the first project is this journal that I'm developing. It's going to be two 12-week journals that are packaged together. And it's just a blueprint of how to integrate all of the pieces of your life together. And when I say all the pieces, I mean the fitness aspect, the the nutrition, the financial awareness, the community outreach, like that will all be integrated into these journals and it'll provide daily prompts and it'll provide weekly bullet blueprints just to kind of help people get a grasp on everything that they're trying to do. Absolutely. I love that it has such a holistic approach. And that's another interesting consideration is the financial health component. And I love your posts on Instagram of you talking to your kids about money and finances. Would you mind sharing, I guess like just mind sharing some of the information with us about what you're teaching your kids or what you want more people to know about understanding their financial health? Oh goodness. It's so much fun. Just watching them pick up on the, just the simple financial terms, like saving, investing, what is compounding interest? What is interest? What is good debt? What is bad debt? And we live in an area, and I say we might, my family and I, we live in an area where it's not uncommon to see a 12-year-old with a credit card. And it blows my mind. I'm like, no, this this is not okay. You have, if you can give them the tool that is a credit card, but if you don't explain the purpose or what it, where is the money coming from? It's not just an unlimited piece of plastic that has no consequences. So I think that we really want to raise our kids with the knowledge and awareness that money and time, they're they're separate aspects and money is the value, right? Money is a tool to get other things. It is not the end all be all. Absolutely. I, I just, I really love that because as an adult, I have struggled so much with truly understanding finances and not being afraid of making money. And also like there's like weird emotions that could be attached to that as well. Coming from being raised by a single mom where money was so scarce growing up that, you know, it's, I feel like that's something that will just never leave me. And then it almost like created this avoidance of wanting to understand it at a deeper level. And I've had to do almost like this inner work and education to improve my relationship and overall understanding. So there's less anxiety around just making money, spending money. Um, And obviously growing a business is so much about numbers. And so it can be really intimidating. And to give your kids the gift of that, just like a neutral, true understanding of that is, I think there's so much power there. And I really appreciate you doing that and bringing attention to that. Absolutely. Yeah. And if anybody is is interested, like it, they're all, all of the lessons that we've done, or I think most of them, there were a couple where we had te- technical difficulties, but they are on my Instagram. So they're on our IGTV. Like we did a really fun one with chocolate chips for compounding interest. And it was just 
like using the chocolate chips, uh, like the kids were able to see like what would happen if they got all 10 chocolate chips up front or one chocolate chip compounded every day over five days. And like two of them picked all of them up front and two of them wanted compounding interest. And it was just really interesting to see those, just the light bulb click like, oh, if you're interested, go check it out. They're on our IG, my IGTV. No, I, I love that. And it's absolutely something I want to do with my boys. Because again, I think there's so much power that comes in just basic understanding of stuff. And where else are they learning that? Like not really in school, you know? <laughs> not at all. They're not learning it anywhere. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. Like Schoolhouse Rock used to be something that was educational and easy to learn, but you can't find anything past the 80s. Like what happened? <laughs> absolutely. I know I, it is. A, that's a whole other conversation that I feel like we could absolutely have at some point. But I just think that you've done such a great job of modeling the juggling of motherhood of your life as an athlete and what that has evolved into and to be more, be more of a generalist, paying that forward in your business and then just like running your family in a really, almost like running your family, like you do a business, but in a way that I think you're just having such a powerful impact on your family. And obviously all of us that uh, watch you on Instagram. <laughs> Thank you. And I think I, um, I did a mentoring session with a few moms this past, uh, this last quarter. We did two sessions a month for three months and one mom she actually owns a company called Learning Motherhood. She is the one who introduced me to the thought of instead of work-life balance, work-life integration. From there, it it exploded in my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's brilliant. Like instead of, I feel like we're chasing this ever-evolving seesaw of balance. But I think if if we approach it in the sense that we're trying to integrate motherhood with fitness, with business, like it's almost like a puzzle. And once all the pieces kind of fit together, like you're not going to be great at everything in one week. And it's definitely just an integration that we're, we're all trying to work on and make it seamless. Absolutely. I always say there's absolutely no, um, there's no balance here. It really, I mean, I, I call it like juggling, but that's because like, well, one day or one hour, one minute, it might be this. And then sometimes it shifts no matter how much time blocking I do. It really is. I love that idea of integrating motherhood because that's what it's been doing anyway. It's just maybe coming to acceptance and embracing the integration versus the the balance. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Where can we learn uh, more about you? What are some of your links um, for people to see what you're up to? Liftlikeamother.com. And from there, it will take you to my entire world. You can find Amplify there. You can find all of my brand partnerships there. So www.liftlikeamother.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and we will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are a postpartum athlete and you're really trying to figure out what next, what does my return to fitness look like? What do I do about my core, my pelvic floor? How do I get back into the movements I want to do in a way that I feel really confident about? I have you covered because I know exactly what it's like to be where you are as a coach, as an athlete, and as a mom. So I want you to download 
six exercises for the first six weeks postpartum. It's a free resource and it just goes over everything that I think is really important to take into consideration during those early weeks postpartum. Now, if you're ready to begin more of an exercise program, say you've been cleared by your doctor or midwife, I have a eight week postpartum athlete training program, which acts as the perfect entry back into fitness, into the gym, into the kind of movement that you want to do where it's still respecting the changes your body has gone through and how your baby was delivered, but it really helps connect your rehab into the kind of fitness that you want to do in a way that's relatable and fun and exactly what your body needs right now on behalf of your long-term function and performance.